square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Hey, welcome folks once again to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. Man, we got a good one for you today. We have captured one of the most uh, elusive guys. I mean, if I talk about a coon hunter that moves around, we talk about hounds that move around good. Well, this guy moves around real good. He's everywhere. If you're Unless you've been under a rock, if you're on social media at all, you see him in all kinds of different places and locations and wearing a lot of different hats. But I'm just really, really happy today to have Mr. Josh Michaelis in the house. How you doing, Josh? I'm pretty good, Steve. Thanks for having me, bud. <laughs> oh, brother, I, it's an honor for sure. And we each last couple of years, a lot of moats, we've got to talk real briefly, but we really haven't got a chance to just settle down and have a good one. And and I know you've been on with the DU boys before with Buddy and Jason. And where haven't you been, man? I mean, <laughs> and you started this. Uh, well, I want to talk about all that. I want to go back. But the big thing that we want to talk about today, and I think a lot of people have questions about it, is this new Elite Handler series that you've got going that's causing a lot of lot of uh, noise out there across the coonhound world, and we definitely want to talk about that a- as much as we can. But what I wanted to do with you, Josh, today a little bit, in case that guy's been under that rock, to tell them a little bit about who you are and all. Now, when I first heard about you, and, of course, I'm not plugged in the way I was at one time in this sport, but it was when I interviewed Lane Denny after he had won the UKC World Hunt mm-hmm. and with Emmy there, and uh, he's talking about Josh Michaelis this and Josh that and how much <laughs> of a strong influence you'd been on him and, and his sponsorship and your big show uh, brand. So let, let's get put me a little further back than that, just give it a little background, and then let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, I'm just – I started off like a lot of these guys that, you know, people see. Uh, we were – grew up in the Midwest. Uh, my grandfather coon hunted. Um we spent a vast majority of our childhood, both me and my brother, uh, with our grandparents, and he got us into hound sports, and he got us into competition coon hunting. And at that time, we were, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We were what I would call now dirt poor. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know. I grandpa, remember my days. <laughs> yeah. Grandpa could scrape up enough money about four or five times a year to go to a $15, $10 UKC hunt. And he mm. would pack us along, and sometimes we'd get to hunt in it. And as my brother got older, we were six years apart, uh, me and okay. my brother, almost seven. And Jeremy. He, yes, my brother Jeremy. Right. And uh, as he got older, he got to start competing before I did, and there was always just this kind of, you know, I want to beat big brother mentality. And uh, I got into competition coon hunting too, and I've always loved hounds. And one thing led to another. I've always liked um I don't like the spotlight, which is contrary to popular belief. I really despise it. But uh, I just seen kind of seen where the sport was headed, and I wanted to highlight some of these guys because you know just as well as I do, Steve, some of these big-time winners that nobody gets to uh, interact with are really misunderstood. 
um, how how they're portrayed on social media, especially. Um, there's a big misunderstanding about about these guys. You know, guys say it's just rich folks playing games, and that's that's not the case. Most of them started out just like I did. You mm-hmm. know, no heat in their house in the winter, and loved hunting hounds, and they made it to a high level. And I wanted to showcase yeah. those guys, and I started with that with Big Show Productions, and then that carried on to my position here at Joy Dog Food, and now on to the Elite Handler Series. Exactly. Well, you definitely have the building blocks there and, and have done your homework. That's for, as we say, paid, paid your dues. Yeah. And, you know, that's when I get an opportunity to talk to young people about this sport and they all want to jump right in it with both feet, you know, and become a professional yeah. handler and, and all. And there's a lot of kids in the inner city that want to play in, in the uh, NBA, you know, uh, very few make it to that. Yeah point and i've said this before and i it bears repeating that kids get an education you know learn a trade or go to college whichever you choose get a good job then you'll have the resources to pursue your dreams in this sport you know but if you don't have any money you don't have a truck you don't have a dog box (laughs) you can't afford a decent dog you're not gonna go very far you know but well you certainly have josh and uh you know uh we'll give a shout out to your brother he just picked up some a nice piece of changes this past weekend at that bear pen classic i believe right he did and i don't like to brag on my brother very often because we still got that little (laughs) competitive edge i guess but people don't understand you know that was a high entry fee hunt i think it was around seventy five hundred dollars it's it's an expensive hunt to attend and jeremy's done well but people don't understand the hard work that he's gone through to get to the position that he's Mm -hmm. at in his life and I am proud of him. I don't want him sure. to, I don't want to tell him face to face, you know, but I am, I am proud of him because people don't realize the sacrifice that he's made and his family's made and yeah. working construction all those years and, and building a successful business and all oh, that yeah. stuff. So yeah, I'm happy for him. Venus looked really good down there. I got to film uh, her, one of her late rounds there on oh, Friday cool. night. And so it nice. was, uh, it was fun. Mark's got a beautiful place down there. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Well, you know, the old saying, the harder you work, the luckier you get. That's so right. it's, it's, That's it's right. good to see good things coming to good people. I got to talk to Jeremy for the first time, really, in the, yeah. to any degree at Autumn Oaks this year and really enjoyed that experience. And, of course, uh, his Josie Wales dog has been making a lot of news and producing yeah. some nice pups. So I'm, I'm glad to see that, uh, uh, you know, for him especially yeah, i am yeah. too i get a lot of questions about josie and i'm still yet to hunt with him <laughs> really <laughs> no, yeah i've never seen him go but i've hunted with enough of josie's pups and hobo yeah and, and laura lee yeah. and, and others you know i know josie's reproducing he's one of the hottest stud dogs out there right now yeah i've no yeah. doubt if jeremy's feeding him he's probably pretty good yeah i'm sure he is yeah good looking sucker too yeah he is yeah yeah well okay um I guess we didn't peel back the layers on that onion too much. Uh, the Big Show Productions mm-hmm. basically was a production company to cover the events. Is that is that correct? We really just started out, um, you know, because I had Big Show game calls. And right. That stemmed from, I love to waterfowl hunt too, Steve. Always have. Oh, okay. And uh, 
I started making duck calls and that transformed into making coon squallers because I was a coon hunter and mm. big show game calls took off at a level that I never dreamed uh, when I first started doing it uh, mm. to the point where, and me and Buddy and Jason both talked about this on that podcast too, uh, to the point that I either had to quit what I was doing for a living and, and go all in or I had to sell it. And yeah. so I did end up selling it, but Big Show Productions was kind of a spinoff of that. And it was basically just a YouTube channel. It was me and my buddies hunting. Uh, it was me and Jed. And, you know, I went down mm -hmm. and I filmed with Lane because I had, at that time I'd had the opportunity to hunt in some major events and I'd won a few casts here and there. And I had some oh, decent yeah. dogs and I'd like to just take them. And, you know, I got to hunt with, you know, Ruby and, you know, mm. Lane Denny and, and Jed Finley and Joe Manning and, you know, Cole McVeigh and all those guys. And, uh, I just filmed it. Uh, we started off yeah. filming it. Uh, it took off, it done well. And then, uh, Chris Powell seen it. And mm -hmm. next thing you know, I'm a guest on the Houndsman XP podcast. And the next right. thing you know, I'm hosting uh, a segment on the Houndsman yeah. XP podcast. So, you know, it the just, truth. Yeah. yes, it just mm -hmm. kind of snowballed a little bit. And one thing led to another and joy dog food was listening to a podcast one day and I got a call from them. And next thing you know, I'm not digging holes in the ground and all day I'm selling dog food. <laughs> so it was a, for a dog man, that's not a bad job. Is no, it? it was not a bad job. And uh, Mr. Wade, uh, treats me great. And he's part yeah. of this new venture that we got there going on. Go. I, I love my time at joy dog food. Of course, I'm still employed there. Um, uh, the elite handler series and cane stream media have kind of taken a pretty good chunk out of things the last six months, but I still do what I can for joy customers. And, uh, Joy's a sponsor of this new venture too, so that's helping. But it, the bottom line is I just really love coon hunting. And yeah. I want people to understand that these guys that you only see in the magazine uh, or you only hear on podcasts, uh, they love coon hunting just as much as we do. And yeah. they're just folks. And that, that was the right. goal behind a lot of this, and that's what we're going to continue to do, I think. Well, that's great. And, you know, you mentioned Chris Powell. He and I started the Houndsman XP uh, podcast together. And Chris, uh, you know, my wheelhouse has always been coon hunting, although mm -hmm. I grew up in the home of a bear hunter, and I loved that uh, too. But coon hunting was it for me, you know. And so, you know, Chris and I had a little bit of different uh, ideas of which way to go, mm -hmm. you know, with it. And, uh uh, nothing negative to say at all about Chris. I think he does a great job, and that's been a great uh, venture for him. But coon hunting was my thing, you right. know, and it that's where my experience was. And, and, you know, everybody's heard my story way too many times. But that's the way things built for, you know, with me. You know, start out a local club, then a, a breed association, and then an acquaintance with Fred Miller at UKC, and a field rep job, and then uh, ultimately a, a field ops uh, job in the home office, mm -hmm. and, you know, then to PKC, then to AKC, and then first thing you know, you turn around twice and you're old. I just had, <laughs> I just had a, a text com conversation with Steve Mackey, one of the guys over there in your yep. neighborhood, kind of. Yep. And we're talking about our aches and pains and how, how, and Steve's saying, man, he's, he's finally decided he's going to have to slow down on the competition and just maybe start young dogs and that yep. sort of thing. So it comes in phases, but it sneaks up on you really quick. 
but it, it is encouraging and rewarding for me to see young people like you get into the sport and really get into it and realize, uh, you know, use your creativity and, and do some things. And yep. Not only is it something that you enjoy, but it helps a lot of people enjoy the sport a lot more. And that's what I appreciate about you, Josh, is that you're, you're out there giving us new and better things to think about and, th- and games to play and, and all, you know, to, to support these uh, these coonhounds, this addiction that we have. Yeah. Well, let's talk about and uh, this uh, Elite Handler Series, unless I've missed something on the way. If we need to build up more to it, that's fine. Do that too, but tell us about it. Um, it's something I've had in my mind's eye uh, for a long time, and bringing it to fruition I knew it was always going to be pretty difficult uh, because while it's not a radical idea, it's not a new idea, it is novel in the coon hunting world and dog sports in general. I mean, um, I've tried to explain over the last couple of weeks since we've made the announcement. Now, we've, we've been working on this for a lot longer than people think. Um, this has been in the works for quite a while. There's a lot of I's to dot and T's to cross, but... Um, it's not a kennel club, and I've tried to I've tried to say that and express that as much as possible. And unfortunately, right now, it's not open to just anybody competing in it. And that is not uh, to to uh, knock all the people that want to compete in this format, but it's more so to not take away from the kennel clubs that we already have. Mm-hmm. Um, UKC, PKC, Pro Sport, ACHA, AKC. All these, they do such a fantastic job and they are integral and super important to our sport and what we do. Um, True. I realize that. And I also realize there are way too many events. Um, and some of the prestige mm-hmm. is kind of going away with some of these hunts. And so the trick was let's get an organization that we can highlight the handlers, highlight the dogs, maybe bring. Uh, the sport of hunting with hounds and other working dogs um, more mainstream, more into the suburban uh, public, urban public even. Mm -hmm. And we have to do that without taking entries away uh, from these other kennel clubs. Because right now it's a pretty small pie and all these kennel clubs are fighting for their piece of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Our goal is not to get a piece of that pie. It's to make it bigger for everybody. Uh, We want uh, more exposure, um, more, more of a mainstream audience. And so to do Mm -hmm. that, we had to come up with a format that was good for television, was good for video. And so we had to come up with our own, um, our own promotion, uh, because we had to be able to build, um, an event around or to build the event around the coverage instead of trying to wrap the coverage around the event. I, that was the only way that we knew how to do it. Uh, Kane Street mm-hmm. Media actually came about first. Uh, I wanted to get a media company uh, with some funding. Uh, now that I'm in a better situation in my life than I was when I started Big Show Productions, and I have partners that are willing to take a chance on me, uh, I have the means to do something a little bit more. And Good. so we started at Kane Street Media in the idea that we wanted to cover all these events uh, better you know, UKC, PKC, Pro Sport, et cetera, and uh, bring it into more homes and bring it into more viewership 
but to do that, we also had to have something where we could get our feet wet. And mm-hmm. the Elite Handler Series is it. I mean, that's where we're going to make our debut for Cane Stream. And we're going to try to expand that into other working dogs, too, because that's going to be important. Um, that's going to be something where uh, a retriever guy is going to get on one of our social media platforms or one of our platforms, period, and be like, what's this coon hunting stuff? What are these? Mm-hmm. What do you mean these guys are hunting for a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> yeah, really. You know, and so that was kind of the basis of it. And then uh, it is, it's kind of mirrored after, um, after a fight promotion, uh, because this is head to head. These are head to head events in all these working dog sports. And so we did kind of uh, try to emulate what's been done in in other organizations, and that's the that I think people are getting confused. I think that's where they're struggling to understand. So I can uh, reasonably assume we're not going to actually have any UFC bouts no, as part, I bet that as sell. part of this. Uh, <laughs> I bet that would sell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MMA yeah. between some of these handlers, I think it would probably sell. Big. Yeah, I could look turn back the pages over the yeah. There's been a few of them that some people, a lot of people don't know about. <laughs> They've already had. Oh, man, that's right. One of the funniest ones I ever heard was back when I first went to UKC. Now, the folks, this is way back in the old days. Something like this would never happen <laughs> at a competition, could not today. But the guys said a guy came in the front door with a gun, and he and he, he was was shooting. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what is that my phone doing? I believe that? that's yours. It ain't mine. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. what the heck is wrong? <laughs> he, he said a guy came in the back door with a gun and he said, I looked around, the only place to go was up the fireplace. <laughs> be safe places so see, be- I went up that fire up that chimney like a squirrel. <laughs> Like Santa Claus on his way out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, things have tamed down yeah. quite considerably in our sport. And, and that's uh, kudos to the handlers out there. They really do conduct themselves yeah. um, in a professional way. And I'm proud of that, to see that w- with our guys for sure. Well, you know, down through the years, I I thought of a lot of things that I, you know, I look back on them. They weren't bad ideas. And yep. They were fairly innovative for the day. But I really wasn't into the money hunt thing until Larry Meeks hired me to come to PKC, and he said, we want to develop a bench show program yep. that kind of spins off of our night hunt program. So that was really my first introduction to figuring up <laughs> you know, award charts and mm-hmm. and how to pay out the money and all that. And one of the things I learned at PKC, and, and I think uh, it really um, uh, helped me in my career along this, that, that I learned that that money uh, has to be paid. Yep. It has to be paid to the dogs. Uh, whether they had a good night or a bad night, somebody was a winner. Yeah. And that was an alien concept to me, having come yeah. out of UKC, because yeah. we, you know, it was plus points or die, you know, yep. uh, there. So that's been, but anyway, that's a rabbit path that I'm going, don't, probably don't need to go down. But well, 
Okay. Uh, things are moving so fast for me, especially for an old guy like me. I'm 77 years old now. Uh, I, I probably should, you know, be just uh, happy with the rocking chair and a, and a passenger seat on a side-by-side with the real coon hunter, which is pretty much what I do nowadays. But I still like to keep my hand in. I still find it very interesting. And when a new program like this comes along, I'm like, yeah, man, that's cool. And I think this is cool from what I'm seeing about this. Tell us a little bit um, more about how this Elite Handler Series works. One of the the big misconceptions we have is our roster, because we came out with our roster um, a couple weeks ago. And... What our roster consists of is we can only have so many hunters because every time someone signs with us, uh, we got to guarantee them at least one hunt per year. And so in 2024, every one of them guys are going to get an exhibition hunt. Now, these exhibition hunts are zero entry fee. Uh, there is a cash prize to the winner. And they're going to be head-to-head and filmed for the cameras, of course, and all that stuff. And we do have some good sponsorship lined up. But with the roster... Um, you know, we put it out and we want discussion. Uh, we want to put this stuff on social media and get that discussion and get that Mm -hmm. buzz going. Uh, so far so good, (laughs) but, uh, you know, well, uh, you run the risk when you do that, but that, that transparency is, is respected. Yes. Uh, Josh. Yeah. And we have to, and I realize that I am technically the face of this organization right now. It is kind of my brainchild, but I'm not the only one involved. We got a lot of people involved and a lot of people working on this. And our roster was not taken lightly. Um, There were handlers that we reached out to that declined. Not very many, but a few. Um, There were handlers that we just could not get to uh, before our roster was full. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, you're not, when you can only have 45 or 50 guys on your roster, you're going to leave some people out. There are a lot of good houndsmen out there, and they're not all at $6,500 hunts, and they're not all winning world hunts. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good handlers, good dogmen, and I did the best that I could in filling a roster full of guys that I know are good dogmen and guys that I know people are going to want to watch, and that's the criteria. And yeah. did we leave some folks out? You bet you. There was no way around it. We, we had to. Because we don't have the facilities, the manpower, and all that stuff to give 150 handlers one to two hunts a year. Right, right. You know, and right. so understood. Yeah, sure. our roster, our roster is our roster, uh, but that's going to change. Uh, say we get a guy in the bottom 30 and he goes 0 and 2, um, we're going to have to let him go. We're going to have to cut mm-hmm. him, mm-hmm. and we're going to pick somebody else up, and it's going to be somebody that we're watching. Uh, we're keeping our eye on these other kennel clubs. We know who's winning in PKC, and we know who's winning state races, and we know who's winning UKC hunts. And, uh, you know, pro sport, I'm at every event. I know who's there. I know what kind of dogs they're packing and what kind of dog men they are. Uh, we're going to keep our eye open, and we're going to fill that roster spot with someone that we cut. Um, we're going to give up-and-comers, young kids, uh, guys that don't have the chance to go to all these major events. And you'll see some on our list now. You know, I was talking about Chris Saunders earlier. You don't see Chris Saunders at, at a bunch of $6,500 hunts or pro sport hunts or something like that. But we know what kind of dog man he is. <laughs> you better he, believe he is. And so he, he made the roster. And uh, there's yeah. guys like him on there. And they're going to be hard to beat. 
Are they going to start at the bottom of the rankings? Yep. Uh, are they going to win a couple and move up, maybe into the top 10, maybe to compete for a world championship? You bet. You know, it, all you got to do is win. So I really haven't looked into this the way I should have. I took a trip up north, did a little hunting, did, you know, it's that time of year when it, uh, you know, people are busy with other things. Yeah. So I really am coming into this a little bit ignorant. Uh, a lot ignorant, actually. <laughs> but is it, there's going to be like a bracket that is it like a, a tournament deal that that we uh, we are going to hold some tournaments. Uh, we're okay. looking at four, uh, but mm. there's there, we're not just going to take the top eight because they're going to be eight dog tournaments, um, and those will be the only hunts we have with an entry fee. Uh, those hunts mm-hmm. will be one hundred percent payback. We don't take a dime, um, but they will be an entry fee on those. Uh, but a lot of those are going to be, because Steve, what people don't realize is we're new at this too. Uh, sure. We're going to have to get guys that I know are reliable, uh, guys that I know will be there mm-hmm. and guys that I know I'm going to watch. And that's really for our first tournament or two is what it's going to take is, right. is guys that I know I can count on because we can't publicize this. Uh, we can't build this up to make people watch it. And then two of our eight just decide they don't want to be there that day. Right. You know? Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to interrupt you here. Yeah, you're fine. All right. Now, in order to be considered to mm-hmm. as an elite handler, mm-hmm. is there an, an initiation fee or whatever that I have to pay to get into the mix? Nope. There is no fee that is basically me or someone from the EHS contacting you and say, Hey, are you interested in gotcha. competing okay. in the elite handler series? And what we do you. for those hunters is we'll guarantee them at least one hunt, uh, their first you. year. And okay. a lot of them is going to be just head to head exhibitions, uh, where they get paid to win. There's no entry fee. Um, we're going to sponsor that. And then that just gives them the ability. We've got some good matchups made already. Hmm. Um, Joe Manning versus Mark Gilmore. Uh, Jesse mm-hmm. Lively versus Casey Dooley. Um, some really good uh, hunters mm-hmm. coming up. And yeah. we, we get a non-biased judge. We get them in a neutral location. I believe um, Billy Bell and Michael Ward are under a verbal agreement <laughs> right now, too. Uh, so we've got a lot of good oh, stuff yeah. coming up. And, yeah. you know, that's just going to give those guys that are outside the top ten a chance to move up. And... Uh, you know, get in that top 10 because what we're going to do is right now Strickland's in the number one spot. Yeah. And so the first hunt that Strickland has, uh, whoever we book him with, maybe the winner between Billy and Michael Ward, um, that will be for the interim uh, Elite Handler Series championship. Mm-hmm. And then the big belt, which we do have a championship belt in the whole world. Yeah, I saw that. On, yeah. That's, that's, uh, the big just, belt will that's be a given. first for good yeah. Then the big yeah. belt will be given away. Uh, the first time Strickland defends his title. That'll be mm-hmm. our world champion. And then every mm-hmm. time that world champion defends his title, he's going to get another belt. If he gets mm-hmm. it taken from him, the winner's going to get a belt. They'll be our world champion. No different than boxing, uh, mixed martial arts, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, again, here my ignorance is showing. The media, you okay. reached out to media to ask them for a ranking. Right. 
And then I assume that you took all of those and what you average them out or yep. whatever, and then combine that with your own uh, position, I would think. Actually, and I had no, I did not factor in my own position. Okay. As, so, as, the, as the matchmaker and as the promoter, uh, I felt it was better off to leave it in outside hands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I took, there, there's more coon hunting media than people think. <laughs> and so I, imagine. Yeah. I took all those averages and that was our initial top 10. And every time there's a hunt, we're going to redo it and we're going to get. That's cool. A, after this first initial ranking, it don't matter if someone goes through and wins 50 casts in PKC in a row. They can't advance unless they're winning an elite handler series hunt. Uh, the only way to move up in the rankings is your record. Uh, if you're one and oh, two and oh, and then three and oh, you're on a three hunt win streak, you're moving up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all all good stuff, really, for sure. Do you uh, have you publicly announced who your partners are in this its venture, or is this something uh, that you, you've got? Silent partners, or we've, is that we've got something? Some silent partners, and then of course okay. uh, Wade Grashwitz with Joy Dog Food is also okay. part owner of this as well. And All right. uh, it is a separate entity. Uh, Joy Dog Food does sponsor uh, these events right now, but you know we'll we're a business. Uh, we're just sure. going to be like anything else. If if mm -hmm. some other dog food company comes in and wants to write a bigger check than Joy Dog Food, maybe we'll take it. Maybe we won't. We don't know. Sure. Uh, we're going to have to see how this goes first. Uh, there's a well, lot. There's still a lot of questions. Um, there's still a lot to work out. Well, you need leadership, and that's you. And you know what, you know, you're an entrepreneur. You're a guy that likes to to uh, uh, try new things. And that's what you got to have, you know. And, and some things work, some things don't. The old guy that taught me how to sell back in the 10-year career I had before dogs, he said, it's like throwing cow manure on the barn wall, Steve. The more you throw, the more it'll stick, you know? <laughs> so you got to put this stuff out there, you know? And, uh, and I, anything in my view that, that, uh, brings a positive attention yes. to the sport, you know, is, is a good thing. And, yep. uh, uh, years ago, I was privileged to sit in front of the cameras with the ESPN2 over Clarksville, Arkansas, at the uh, nightlight hunt there when I was yep. with PKC. And that'll, that old show, those shows, there were two of them. They've been, I think you could probably still find them on YouTube somewhere, you know. Oh, but that was, that. you know, and we got to talk about coon hunting and how, you know, at that time it was Purina that was kind of, you know, yep. in the forefront and they did a survey and, determined that uh, organized competitive coon hunting was the largest sporting dog activity in the country. Yeah. Larger than retrievers or beagles or bird dogs or any of that stuff, you know? So, so this is good, man. I, I'm, I can't wait to see some of these, uh, head to head matchups, you know, that's, that's tailor made for my lifestyle. <laughs> and the, the rule set is different. Um, it takes, I know it's the elite handler series, but when we're in a position where, uh, there's no panel, uh, there's no appeals, there's no nothing. Um, the handler is just going to have to take what the, what the judge gives him, which is no different than an umpire in a baseball game or, or a yeah. referee in a boxing match or something like that. And so we had to tailor make the rules, uh, for our events. 
and I sat down. I ran those rules through our judges. We have some of the best judges on the planet uh, lined up to judge these hunts. You know, you look at Brad Durham and Mason Bush and and Tracy mm-hmm. Bailey and and others, um, Jason Klom. You know, we got guys that are well respected, uh, very honest, very unbiased, and you know they're going to get paid too. Uh, these judges are going to get paid good money, um, and that's going to be an integral part to making sure this goes off without a hitch because the minute this looks like a clown show is the minute that it fails, and so we have to do this yeah. properly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that, Josh, and and the public's going to be expecting that of you, And uh, but I think also our sport, I, I've been amazed over the years how – Sometimes we can sit back, especially since social media came along, be armchair quarterbacks and throw these opinions right and left and all. But overall, people are pretty forgiving. They understand, you know, uh, that well, things you happen. Know, you wouldn't know it by my inbox right now. <laughs> <laughs> but think think about throwing, well, in the usual scenario, four hounds out into mm-hmm. the dark of the night and not expect some weird things to happen yeah. <laughs> along the way, you know, it's pretty being pretty naive, I guess. But uh, one of the things that we looked at too, is the head to head format and the struggles that people are having to find hunting land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two dogs were better than four. Oh, yeah. uh, we can, we're able to have more dog work in a shorter amount of time with just two dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that we can do in a head to head format. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we hope that, Eventually, you know, because we're going to we're, we're working on documentaries, we're working on Houndman spotlights um, where we can just sit down with an entertaining character like Kurt Aring and do a <laughs> do an eight hour episode on him. Eight hours of Kurt. Whoa, I don't know. Just <laughs> and, uh, you know, just cause, because I love Kurt, by the way, everybody does. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why, but everybody does. <laughs> yeah. But um, we want people's. Because these these houndsmen are going to watch. I know they are. But we want their wives mm-hmm. to be entertained. And mm-hmm. then we want their wives to tell somebody at the hair shop. And then we want somebody mm. that has no idea what we're doing out there to come in and tune in for the entertainment. And then yeah. the next time that my dog is in their backyard because it went a direction that it wasn't supposed to. And they see mm-hmm. me walking up on their doorstep with a coon light and with my chaps on and my vest. They don't call the law. They see, oh, that I've mm-hmm. seen that. I see what those guys are doing. They're coon hunters. Exactly. I get it. And yep. that's the end goal. And that's, I know it's a long ways away, um, but that's really what we had in mind when we started all this. Well, there's an old saying in religious circles that we're the only Bible that some people will read. Yeah. Uh, it applies to our sport for sure. You know, we may be the only coon hunter that someone will meet and how right. we conduct ourselves. And so forth. yes, you're right to be able to see that on TV and say, yeah, I, I saw that. That's pretty cool. I, yeah. I know what you're doing, you know, out there. Yeah. Go ahead and hunt my back 40. I'd, right. I'd be glad for you to take care of that coon problem for me or wh- whatever the, spinoffs are you know all the good stuff and how people conduct themselves is one of the one of the limiting factors on who we sign i mean i'm going to be honest Mm -hmm. we can't some of it's entertaining and i get it and i know viewership may be better with 
one guy over the other, but also <laughs> conduct is important and we got to have it, especially here at the get go before we get this thing mm -hmm. established. For sure. For sure. Well, you know, this concept of one-on-one -on -one is a great, great concept. And, uh, uh, it's always, it was always interesting down through the years at the world hunts and mm -hmm. all when we could have head to head casts. Yeah when the numbers worked out, you know, to where maybe we had eight dogs and we wanted a final four. Right. So we ran them head to head and that was always, uh, you know, a fun time and people like that. And from yeah. a spectator's po point of view, I think it's a win situation because it gets pretty confusing, you yeah. know, and I, and I've sat and watched a lot of the play, play by plays, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the video play by plays and you spend, a lot of times sitting there in front of the screen looking at a bunch of coon hunters' backsides as they're yep. walking, yep. you know, a mile to this one or a mile to that one. So all that, yeah. Well, Major League Baseball is proven by putting these pitch clocks and all yep. this stuff on there. It's improved the game. Yep. I was a skeptic myself, but, hey, you know, it's working. So hey. And I do. I mean, we still – we're going to do live feeds of hunts. Uh, we're going to – but I've always been a proponent – of editing out that mile walk. Uh, mm -hmm. Nobody mm -hmm. wants to see us walk for 30 minutes. Right. I mean, that does not make for entertaining television. And so no. I've always been a proponent of, of good edited, honest footage. And that's what we're going to go with on the most part with this, but there were, we're still going to cover uh, a traditional kennel clubs live. Uh, we're going to, instead of doing it through joy dog food, we'll do it through cane stream. Uh, mm -hmm. But we, we support them. Uh, Roger Dale and Alan and Trevor and Greg and Scott, they're all still of our, still our friends. They're all, oh, yeah. you know, Absolutely. we make sure and support them as well and be able to bring that to the hunters that want to watch it as well. Yeah. Well, and that's, th that's very important. I think, uh, Josh, that you maintain those relationships with those guys yeah. and you know, the, they're the ones that are really the glue that's holding this sport together. Yeah. You know, uh, performance dogs require uh, those records mm -hmm. and uh, that information and, that and so forth. That pedigree, yeah. absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, kudos to those guys. I just happen to be a guy that kind of has a special place in my heart for them because I know what they go through, you yeah. know. So, yeah. Real good stuff. Well, what about Josh's personal hunting exploits? Are you doing any hunting at all? I've been right hunting too hard. busy. Uh, I've got huh? I've got Jace, of course, who competes in the youth hunts, and mm, we've yeah, got, we've got an entry down to Tennessee to the four wheeler hunt, and so oh, I'm doing cool. my best to uh, keep his dog ready and uh, yeah. do all that stuff for him. How old is he now? He's twelve. He'll be thirteen oh, in okay. February. Great age. And yeah. so he. Uh, my stepdaughter and my daughter both love to coon hunt too. They both got a dog. Uh, they're going to be competing in the youth events next year. That's great. So myself competing, I've taken a huge step back. Um, mm. The kids are kind of taking that place for me. But there's nothing that I love more than starting young dogs, Steve. If it was up to me, mm. that's what I would do for a living. And but it's not a very good living. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got well, to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, so. <laughs> nothing. You know, I was so fortunate 
to actually have a salaried job all yeah. those years that that took me out to coon hunts, you know. Right. And that just doesn't happen very often. And I, I was so blessed with that. I tried every time I stood, not every time, but many times when I stood in front of a group of coon hunters to say, thank you guys, mm-hmm. because, because of you guys sitting out there you know, I'm able to make a living and do something that I enjoy so very much. So, And that's important. That's important for me to take a look back every now and then about once a week when my phone's blowing up and these hunters are mad at me or Mm. something, I've got to think about how blessed that I am because all I do, Steve is coon hunt and film coon hunts. And I get Mm -hmm. to go out with the absolute best of the best almost every weekend. There I get you to see go. these great dogs and these great handlers mm-hmm. every weekend, and I get paid to do it. I'm as, I'm as lucky a guy as there is. Well, you know, and that translates in a lot of areas. I was a kid. <laughs> believe it or not, when I was a kid, Sears and Roebuck Catalog had dogs for sale. Yeah. They had a whole page of dogs that were like little postage stamp yeah. pictures of the different breeds. I've been just absolutely enamored with dogs since uh, ever since I can remember. And my dad, you know, he he bred that in me because he mm-hmm. was the same way as a kid, uh, you know. But just recently, Alan and Trevor called me. My wife and I were out in the car and invited me to come down to the Winter Classic in Batesville and and participate in the judging of the top ten show dogs. Yeah. Well, a lot when I was at PKC, some of the hardcore hunters, they said, You're wasting this money on these show dogs. You need to put that back into the youth program or this or that. But you know, that's a great gateway for kids. It's a great gateway for the in fact the women have basically taken over that sport, you know, now. I mean, there's some guys like Dave Myers there in Pennsylvania and a few of them that are still you know, uh, my old buddy Lee Kearns. But but anyway, what I'm trying to say is that is an honor for me, Just and, and I'm looking forward to it just to be able to see all those gorgeous dogs yeah. up close and personal, run my hand across yeah. them and watch them uh, as they move around the rings. It's just, it's a, I can't describe it, but it's something that's rooted so deeply in me. And to be able to have a lifetime of uh, association with coon dogs and coon hunters is beyond belief yeah. for me, really. And I know you feel that too, Josh. I because, do. yeah, yeah, for sure. I've got great respect for anybody who takes time to be really good at their craft. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's a sport or a trade or whatever. I've always just been. Um, enthralled by greatness. When I look at the Kobe Bryant's and the Tom Brady's and the oh, Michael yeah. Jordans and the, and then you get into these handlers and you look at the Strickland's and the weeds and the and the guys. John Strickland <laughs> doesn't need to go to a coon hunt to make money. No, no. Know, he does no. it because he wants to be really good at his craft. And some yeah. of these guys are just really good, and that transfers into the show dog world too. I mean, these oh yeah, men and Absolutely. ladies and kids and everything. Um, and mm-hmm. now that you mentioned that, we are gonna maybe do some some bench show stuff too awesome we, we've been awesome. talking about that as well but there's so many cool dogs and there's so many cool dog sports and we are just starting with what we know uh but we can't 
I can't personally wait to get into the retrievers and the and the oh, pointing dogs and the squirrel dogs and the beagles and all these wonderful dogs because they're amazing. Well, you'll love it because, you know, I was at UKC when we started the hunting beagle program. I was at UKC when we started the hunting retriever club, HRC, and those and the squirrel dog program and all those things. And to see those, uh, and some of them did better than others, you know, but I look yeah. at what Alan, those guys have done with that hunting beagle program now. I mean, yeah. they got an awesome program rocking there, you know, and, and it, it's, it's great. But, and then back to what we're saying there, you've got cable, his wife, Angie, she's very much into the show dogs yeah. and does very, very, and there's a whole family, you know, that's in her, just wrapped up in coon dogs and their son, Jackson, he's coming right along oh, in yeah. their footsteps, you yeah. know? And to that. me, that's it's just, uh, isn't he a great kid? Yeah. It's just awesome, you know, to see. Uh, that happening and that's just one family i can think of the champs over in west virginia i can i can i'm gonna get in trouble i better not start naming them but (laughs) but anyway it's 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 a big world out there and uh man i'm i'm excited about what's going to happen you and i spar a little bit and it's all in fun about when was the golden age hunting, and i'm basing mine more on numbers you know and on and and the old friendships that that I had down through the years, but it's an exciting time for coon hunting right now. It really is. We're hoping that because I do agree with you about the numbers. What people don't understand, my my graduating class had eighteen kids in it. Mm. I graduated in a class of eighteen, which was a big big for our school. Um, mm. and six of us had coon hounds. Is that right? Yes, we had we had six kids with coon hounds and. Uh, the class above me had two or three kids with coon hounds. Two classes above me had four or five kids with coon hounds. Everybody had a coon hound. Uh, Ravana, mm-hmm. the little town where I live at one time, there were more <laughs> coon hounds than people. You know, I live a half mile outside of a town that probably used to have, you think of Kenny Francis and Lloyd Wilson mm-hmm. and Irvin Taff and all them guys. They all lived right there in that town. I got and uh, now it's down to just me and Ed Poe has hounds here just north of me. And Mike Noe, about four miles north of me, has hounds. Uh, there's still a lot of coon hunters here, but not like it was. And so I right. do agree with the numbers. And so just imagine if we can get the publicity that we have now in the events that we have now with the numbers that we had in the early 90s. Oh, my. That's mm. the goal. That's the goal Man. is to get these kids to say, you know, I want a coon dog. I want to go compete for this. I want to be in the Elite Handler Series, or I want to go hunt pro sport, or I just want to go out and – see good dogs or see poor dogs or just be out in the woods at night. Um, that's, that's what exactly. we want. You know, if we can get those numbers up and we can get the coverage that we have and the events that we have, we could go and do anything. Well, that's what I've discovered with this podcasting gig, you know, is that so many people get contacts, messages and so forth from, you know, I'm new at this, but I'm not a kid, but I don't, yeah. you know, I found it interesting or I did it. When I was real young, now my kids are grown up. We got through ball. We got through all the things. And now I want to go back. I want to get a hound. Where do I yeah. go? You know, and uh, so, yeah, it's and it, it's just such a good sport. You know, it's a wholesome sport. Yeah. And I know there are people who have tried to taint it over the years. But it, overall, it is. It's good people doing good things, you know, with yep. some good animals, you know. Yes. And I, 
I'm, I'm just really so proud to have been able to be a part of it. But, uh, well, okay. L back to the Elite Handler series. Uh -huh. All right. Right now, going forward, what's happening? What's next? What, what to look for when we want to be, when we're out here, we want to know as much as we can. We want to be a fan. Yep. What, what's going on? The first thing you need to do is go to Kane Stream Media on YouTube. Um, okay. At like C A N E. C A N E. A play on mainstream, yes. I assume. Yeah. Well, Kane is a is the Corsican word for dog. Yeah. And we are streaming a lot of stuff, and so we thought we actually tried to go with the Working Dog Network, uh, but the lawyers said no. <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. a good idea. There's a lot of Working Dog this and Working Dog that. We could run yeah. into some copyright stuff. And so we went with Kane Stream Media. Um, all the Elite Handler Series coverage will be on there probably starting the first week of December. Uh, we'll have our first head-to-head -head hunt. And that'll be on Facebook. That'll be on YouTube. Oh, YouTube. Is yes. YouTube. Yep. Okay. So if you go to Kane Stream Media on YouTube, Kane Stream is one word. Okay. Um, like, subscribe. We've already got some stuff on there. We've posted a few little odds and ends of the Mark Hall and a few things like that. And we're going to try to keep at least two uploads a week um, on that. It Nothing special, but something that's going to entertain people. And then uh, we're going to start airing our first exhibitions uh, the first week of December. Uh, all the exhibitions will be free of charge, and people can just go on there and watch them. And thank our sponsors. Our sponsors will be listed because without those sponsors, we have no funds to do any of this. Um, right. And so that's important too. Um, we, we still have not filled all our sponsor spots for the first hunt, but we also haven't advertised it yet. Uh, the sponsor okay. spots that we have filled have been just people contacting me and say, Hey, I love what you're doing. I want to sponsor this. And so we've so spots. I assume that at some point down the line, there will be a subscription. There this. will be a subscription yeah. to some events. We're still going to sure. have a lot of free footage. Okay. Uh, but to have these events the way we want to have them, and it's no different than, you know, you have a Netflix subscription every Any, month. or Anything. Yes. And so yeah. there will be a subscription price, and some of the hunts will be pay-per-view. But still, we're going to have enough free content to, um, to keep people excited, and they're going to want to watch some of this stuff. And the cost will be pretty minimal to the viewer. Exactly. I mean, we're not going to just, we're not going to charge them an arm and a leg for this. We're going to try to cover our costs the first year sure. and we're going to try not to lose too much. We've well, got, I always, you know, I think I, <laughs> people probably get tired of me saying things like that and get angry with me, even uh, to a degree, but, I've always said that Coonhurst think there's a Santa Claus that just <laughs> drops all the stuff yeah. down the down the chimney to no. us, you know. No, you know, it costs yeah. the logistics, yeah. you know, to bring this stuff to our homes. Yeah. Uh, we don't think twice about pay paying for a Netflix or a, a YouTube or a Hulu subscription yeah. so we can stream our the shows we want. This is our life. This is our sport. This is what we love. We're going to have to pay a little bit to get it. But my gosh, what would we rather be doing with our money? Really? It'll be, it'll cost less than a beer at the Alabama LSU game. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, think about the guy that was about 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, 
it's crazy. <laughs> well, think about the guy that goes out and shoots around the golf. You yeah. know, my neighbors, I live in a neighborhood. We used to have a golf course right here in the community, but the neighbors play golf, you know, and why do they go out there and pay for green fees, you know, just yep. to shoot 18, you know, and yep. it's, uh, yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a fan already. I haven't even That's seen good. any of it, but I like everything I'm hearing about it. And I, I want to be, uh, you know, ringside when this stuff starts happening. For We're sure. going to need all the help we can get, Mr. Steve. Well, you be well, careful what you wish for. <laughs> we may have you on the payroll here before long, and trust me, it won't well, be much. <laughs> uh, well, I'm used to that sort of thing. Yeah, there you go. I, my podcasts are on W. <laughs> they pay me in dog collars. There you go. There <laughs> and you I go. don't even have a dog here at the house. <laughs> well, we do have a dachshund, but yeah. He's really not a dog. He's people. Just ask Alice. She'll tell you that. Yep. Okay. So we've heard a little bit about your kids. They're involved in the sport. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, you obviously have an understanding wife, and I see the pictures on Facebook. You have a beautiful family. Um, and uh, at your age, the war- world is your oyster, as they say, yeah. young man. And I'm – I'm a big fan, Josh, and I really uh, look forward to seeing all this happening. What about with Joy? Anything to report uh, about Joy or whatever? Joy is Joy is doing great. Um, they're such a wonderful company that is so uh, – they're just tied into coon hunting like no other dog food. I mean, they people don't understand that Wade's a coon hunter. Uh, the guy that owns Joy Dog Food does nothing – uh, every morning he calls me and wants to know how my dogs look last night. He don't ask yes, about how much dog food I sold or anything like that. But uh, Joy is also, I do want to mention this, uh, we're having, we went ahead and got an entry to the four-wheeler hunt as mm-hmm. a company. And uh, we are going to pay um, all expenses paid for a kid and his parent uh, to go to the four-wheeler hunt in Tennessee and compete in that. It's an essay contest. And so Mm, if you go to the Joy Facebook page, there's an essay contest right there. And Joy is going to, uh, they've got a panel there in the office that's going to pick the best essay. And they don't know who wrote it. They're going to take all the names off the essays and they're going to give it to that panel and they're going to read them all. And they're going to pick some lucky kid to have an all-expense paid trip to the four-wheeler hunt and maybe go win a brand new four-wheeler for him and his family. And uh, that's just the kind of stuff we like doing. Mm, We like giving back. stuff. Yeah. we can't do that without all of our amazing customers. Right. Joy has right. one of the best customer bases on the planet, and I'm very proud of, of them supporting us the way we do, the way they do, yeah. because none of this would be possible without that. Well, I remember so well my PKC days when Joy was so involved in the youth uh, program there, and I talked to friends like uh, a young man that I met back during those days and he and i've remained friends despite a a a great difference in age and that's rusty jones yeah you know and rusty came up through that program and uh and uh, all and that that was just such a uh, i enjoyed uh working with the old the elder chip tozer and uh didn't know um his dad, but knew knew who he was. But uh, 
but Chip was a hoot. We had yeah. so many fun times at Aurora back during those days. And Mike Harper, I don't know if you ever met Mike. I or did not, not get the chance to meet Mike. Him. Was a jewel, yeah. a funny guy. Yeah. Oh man, did we have some great times with those guys? So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's uh, they're in coon hunting and joy are intertwined for yes. sure, and it's good to have those deeper pockets out there because we need them. You right. know when uh, chips are down i agree well josh we've been at it about 55 minutes i was going to try to milk an hour out of you out of your busy schedule but we've gotten pretty close is there anything we haven't talked about that we should have i'm sure that there you've is got the, on? nothing comes to mind right now but i know every time i get off one of these i'm like oh i should have said this or oh we forgot to oh, talk yeah. about that but i can't think yeah. of anything just directly anyway well, all you got to do is send me a little messenger and say, hey, I'm going to come back on and talk about this or yep. that. We, we're we getting, uh, you know, I think the podcasts out there, I don't know if you're seeing this on your end, but podcasts, you know, were real new and innovative and everybody was all going to know about podcasts. Now there's several, so it's kind of, yep. you know, the listenership has kind of leveled out somewhat. It's maybe not as spectacular as it was at one time, but we're still getting real good numbers on yep. this program. Yep. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm very grateful for my friends, Buddy Woodbury out at, uh, and Jason Doobie out at W Hunting Supply. You know those guys. Oh, yeah. You know what good guys they are. And I'm very grateful for them for the opportunity to do this every week and and appreciate all the listeners that do take time maybe uh, heading to work. This time of year, most people are hunting, you know, yep. which is good for them. And uh, I see the pictures of the big bucks and, and the squirrels, tailgate full of squirrel tails and all that stuff. And it's just a great community to be a part of. Agreed. Josh Michaelis. Cane Stream Media, yes, Elite Handler Series. Awesome new stuff for coon hunters, no matter whether you're young, old, or has-beens like me. Look them up uh, on YouTube. Once again, Cane Stream Media. Josh, thanks so much for taking the time today uh, to visit with me. I always enjoy the experience, and I, I hope you have a great week. And... Uh, uh, nothing but the best for your new venture. Thank you, Steve. God bless. God bless you, brother. Okay, folks, that's it for this episode of Gone to the Dogs podcast. If anyone asks you, where's Steve Fielder hanging out these days? Tell him he's out there in northwest Missouri trying to catch up with Josh Michaelis, maybe go coon hunting. He's gone to the dogs. Mm-hmm.